This is episode 149 on The Herpreneur Show. Today we have designer, author, and entrepreneur, Leanne Myrna. Welcome to The Herpreneur Show, where we talk women, business, life. I am your host, Annette Lakovich. I'm an entrepreneur, businesswoman, mum, and I'm a fitness fanatic who loves to dance. What I also love to do is help you reach your fullest potential in business, health, and happiness. Join me as I bring you life-changing interviews, world class education that helps you continue to up-level your next stage in greatness. It's your time to shine. Let's do it. Hey there, quick, super shameless plug that we are launching our Facebook group this week for entrepreneurs. It's called the Sales Growth Hub for Entrepreneurs. It's something that Peter and I've been working on last year. There's amazing stuff there to help you with your sales processes. You've got lots of free gifts, lots of free learning courses on there. Plus, we're also launching this week, which I'm super pumped about, is Sales Growth TV. So we get to answer your questions live. And this is just a beautiful hub. And it's exactly what it is. A hub is where the ideas come together. I know that sales might not be your first love, but I know making money would be and keeping your business alive. And let's face it, that getting clients on board and converting that sale is what keeps our business alive. So if you find that you really know that you want help or you love getting help because every time you do, your business moves forward, then we are here to be able to help you. So go check out the Sales Growth Hub for Entrepreneurs and we're kicking that off today and also Sales Growth TV. Can't wait to see you there. Let's move into the lady of the hour, Leanne Myrna. Leanne Myrna is a multi-award winning author, a designer and entrepreneur, and she has this incredible educational online store called Five Little Bears. Her story is one to amaze you, one to realize how smart she was with jumping on an idea that was not out there. So this is how so many women's businesses are created these days, that we see the problem and we see the solution and we're sometimes just doing the solution for our own family or for ourselves and then we realize that is the gap in the marketplace. Enjoy today's interview. Let me introduce you to Leanne Myrna. Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks, Annette. Now, Leanne, I'd love to always start the show with letting everybody know where do you reside, where do you live, where do you work from, where are you in this beautiful country of Australia? I am on the beautiful Lake Macquarie in on the outskirts of Newcastle, just uh, so what are we, about an hour and a half out of Sydney, so absolutely yeah. beautiful place, part of the world. Are you always been a Newcastle girl? Um, I actually grew up in Canberra, so I lived in Canberra for 28 years, bit, bit of a change, a bit warmer. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'd love to know what came first. I've read you're a photographer, I know you're an author. And obviously, you've got this incredible business for educational toys. What came first out of the three? So my photography led to my first business, which we create, which we made photography packaging. So that started from being a photographer, not being able to get packaging that I didn't have to buy hundreds of. So I just went, you know what? No one's doing it. Why can't I? So started importing packaging started offering um, a no minimum order to photographers. So if they wanted one and we customised it to the wedding client, well, that's pretty much what we were doing there. Then ventured into getting all my own printers and lasers and did that business for 10 years. And during that time also had my five boys. 
I think you get to a point once you've had kids and your whole perspective just changes and there's plastic crap laying everywhere and I went, you know what, it'd be really cool. We're already making timber products. It'd be great if I could make timber puzzles and and, and that for kids. So I then started to make timber, uh, just some puzzles for the kids, just giving them to them. And then I had an educator say to me, why don't you make these and sell them? So I did a bit of research and realised that there was just nothing in the market that was Australian. Everything had an elephant, giraffe on there. Mm. All kids knew what they were, but they didn't necessarily know what Australian animals were. So I went, all right, well, let's run with this. Started to make all educational resources all based on Australian themes. And then COVID hit. Mm -hmm. So my photography business was obviously shut (laughs) that day and the other business just escalated to a point where I was working 90 hour weeks. My husband had been laid off so he was able to watch the kids allowing me to then scale the business because we had parents at home homeschooling. No Mm -hmm. one could import. Gift shops couldn't import. We were at a point that I was able to scale because we had people sitting there not being able to do anything, all these machines. So we ended up going from one extreme to another. So we had a really good time during COVID. I know a lot of people didn't. Do Um, you know, Leanne, this is, and sorry, I just want to point this out because when I'm reading up on you, I've read that you'd only been around for two years and the fast growth that you have had to have global distribution you've got stockists you know around the world globally as well I was really interested to know that part of the story so that's really interesting yeah. to know because you were one of the businesses that succeeded through COVID which a lot of our clients that we work with were actually quite the same some of them were selling online equipment some of them were already doing online training so it was really interesting how some of them were able to ramp up their sales Mm. Um, and then obviously that's when we learned the word pivot as well so sorry to interrupt but I just thought that's just it really I was wondering how did you get such amazing growth through that startup phase and that was it yeah let's talk about that startup phase how did you get that reach how did you get client customers well the business so I obviously had my um, photography packaging business so I was at a point where I'm like all right we need to get five little bears up and running so I can sort of stop with the with the packaging business and I just started to reach out to to schools to early educators so we had only just started selling to there so obviously then people start to talk we started to get some presence on social media. One thing I did do is when I'm just going to take advantage of this, I'm going to do some Facebook advertising. And that just gave us because everyone was at home on social media. So it was a point Mm -hmm. that um, I suppose just that one decision that I went, all right, let's just invest a little bit of money and just see where it gets us. So it was just that little bit. And then people were talking and then people are then, oh, it was so great getting this product. So it was all people actually posting it on social media. We were just able mm-hmm. to get this. Then next minute we'd have a massive influx in those products. So it actually got to the point that we had to actually change the way that we were making the products to keep up with the demand. We were using offcuts from the other business. So the other business had closed. So we had to, I pretty much had to redesign everything as well as trying to make new products because the demand was just, so this list of products that I was planning on making over the next 12 months, I I made in the space of a couple of months. (laughs) And And all the ladies right now listening going, oh, my gosh, I want this to happen for me. Um, Well, I design and make everything. So 
uh, all the products mm. that we were doing um, weren't actually out there. There's a lot of them now. We have a lot of people that have duplicated them. There's a lot coming out of China as well now. I just want to touch on a few things, ladies. There's a few things here that we can really learn on. Once if we go back to the startup phase, because this is really important, some of you ladies are relying so much on social media ads and it's 2020 and here Leanne is actually contacting schools and it's either picking up the phone or it's going face-to-face and knocking on a door, arranging meetings, and that takes some guts, Leanne, to do. Mm. There must have been some nerves there. You probably never thought you'd ever be a salesperson. Here you are, you know, being the, the front of your business, selling to help get it off the ground. And my question is to you listening is, ladies, how often do you get yourself that little bit uncomfortable? Because you know by doing that thing that's a little bit uncomfortable, that discomfort actually leads to the next thing. Because that's where she did the schools, then got in touch with the educators, and then a fleeting idea said, well, let's just try Facebook. So we've got nothing to lose. Let's just try it. So that's just a huge learning curve there because we can rely so much on putting all our eggs into the social media marketing, but then what happens if that falls through or what happens if the conversions aren't as great, which the conversions are harder now than what they have before ever been. I also want to touch on how you allow your ideas to come in. It's really interesting because you, it's like you see a problem and then this beautiful way of our feminine is how do I fix this and then your intuition then sort of leads you to have a conversation with somebody every time there's a conversation with somebody that takes you to that next level it's you start on the next thing which was the wildlife and then you had a conversation with someone and next minute you're an author so I want to ask you a question how did you go emotionally energetically physically because you are the designer you are doing production like how did you juggle all this through the growth emotionally because us women you know we're mums we're (laughs) we're running a business then you've got these customers that you don't want to disappoint as well so just take us through that emotional side of things. I suppose on that high of all right, I've got a sale, I need to go make it. So why I'm making it, why the machines were going, I just sit and tinker on the, like a lot of the products that I designed have actually taken seven takes or what I was originally going in to make. I yes. ten, it took me 10 different things to actually try and get to that end product. So I think while I was making things, other things were also coming out. So staying in that high vibe of we've got an order, I'm going to go make it. And it was just that time of why the machines are going to that real (laughs) multitasking um, (laughs) of then just creating. But I think I really get myself that worked up like Mm. energy wise that I feel I'm just unstoppable. And when I'm not in that, that's when I find I start going backwards. So it's really staying in that high vibe where if things start going wrong and and everything starts to get weighed down, that's when Mm -hmm. I would get myself into a, I don't think I can push through with it. So it was Mm -hmm. really keeping that energy high and and staying positive. That is just a huge learning key there because I was saying the longer you can sit on an idea, the more it can fizzle out, though, as well, when you're not being proactive and you haven't got production, the worst thing you can do is not be busy because that's when you get in your head, which is exactly what you were saying. And I'm sure every woman's listening there going, okay, yeah, that's when you're having those later days. But it's like, what do you need to do to be able to keep that business thriving? Um, well, that's when I started visiting schools 
and yeah. physically taking the products in there. So we just did our local. Amazing. So, and I think that really got me out of my comfort zone as well, where my business has got me to where I am today. My last business, I refused to get out of my comfort zone and that's what ruined it. So yeah. it's oh, one thing, I, you, don't, you don't grow sitting in your comfort zone. Do you know the story about Nudie? Nudie, the drinks? So Nudie. Um, uh, yeah, I have heard of them, yeah. but I haven't read their this, story. This was back in, oh gosh, I'm talking maybe maybe 18 years ago. They launched, they were the first ones to launch something different as pure fruit juices in a bottle. And um, otherwise it was always like, I can't even know the, know the brands, but, you know, it's normal, the big brands. And here they are, this little factory and they've started to just do these different types of juice and different ones, kiwi and banana and nectarine and mango. And, you know, it was all the fancy Weird stuff ones, you yeah. wouldn't normally see. And they exploded pretty much like overnight. And they had so, so much demand. They had Coles, Woolies, everyone coming after them. And they actually had to shut the factory down to open up a big <laughs> factory to, to get the, the orders, you know, be able to um, Produce it. supply, yeah, supply the demand. And for you is like, how did you go? Because here you are making them and you got these orders. It's like, whoa. I remember um, well, we were really lucky that we had the workshop we had so I was also in that time getting more machines but there was I had a tub I had to send my husband to go buy more and more tubs and I had a tub of just 90 that went up and round the corner and it was just that you, you'd get rid of these five today then you'd slide it down and then whatever come in that day went at the end and it was just like I said I was working 80 for? sorry you got with people's tubs. orders with people oh, so an order wow. in each so we had like at one stage I think I had 120 order backlog and I had yeah. to I had no product. I had to physically yes. make every single wow. product that was there. <laughs> so I didn't really see my husband for a long time. <laughs> one benefit to having, so he'd be home during the day with the kids and then he'd go in and just do like an afternoon shift and just run the machines for me so I could have some time out and see the kids. So yeah. it, as I said, it worked in well with him getting laid off wow yeah. during COVID um I don't think I'd be where I am if I if I didn't yes. actually have that yeah love that so tell me how did you get stockers globally was this just somehow that it just came like how did you actually get these stockers in Canada and I can't remember all the areas but you've got stockers you know globally now how did that um, happen well, we started with obviously just selling to um, just people at home and then we started to have businesses then contact us. So I'm not sure how we ended up with globally if people had just started to see that stores were actually now stocking our product and then we started to get. So I actually, I can't answer that question because I yeah. don't know. But once we started to wholesale, that's when we started to get a lot of interest from overseas. Let's talk about that then. Let's talk about the wholesale. What was the decision to do wholesale? How did that work out? I literally had people ringing me going, I've seen this person with his product, do you wholesale? And I'm like, no, not yet. And they said, can we buy it? So it was then, how am I going to create another platform that I can sell to wholesalers? So it just, all in the midst of, the, of everything happening, I then had to create a, a wholesale platform for wholesalers to then purchase. Wow. So it was, it just all happened very quickly. So we never had proper packaging. Um, so it was just one of them things that if you mm. want the product, this is how it has to come because yeah. I'm unable to get packaging and <laughs> we just had to deal with what we had. But because people couldn't get stock into the country, they would just just give it to us. So a lot of the people were doing online sales anyway. So 
yeah. using our imagery to then promote the product was um, was how we sort of got over the line. Mm, wow. Educational toys, what made you get into actual educational toys? Was it was it because of that process where you sort of saw the kids playing with stuff and it's all plastic? Was there another part of you that was into education in the past or was it just this idea where you just thought, hey, why don't I start? Oh, it was because you said you started creating puzzles. Just, I suppose, just working with the kids and, and just seeing how, not, I suppose, only being a new mum as well and just seeing how quickly kids are growing and evolving, I'm just like, oh, well, I wonder if I can make something and, and see how it goes and then <laughs> I love it. realised how much they were actually getting out of it. So I thought, well, if the, if my kids are getting this much out of it, it'd be amazing to be able to teach kids about nature and our insects and life cycles for other kids that potentially just live in an apartment that don't get out into nature. So it was one of them things that I really wanted to be able to educate the younger generation that can't actually experience what my boys experience when we go camping and and that sort of thing. Yes, it's interesting because there are children who have a life where they're in an apartment. My one of my very best friends, she was in school holidays, pretty much locked up in a two bedroom apartment with her brother on school holidays because her parents would work, and they were a European family, very strict. She was the daughter, and even to this date, she loves, loves, loves. And how much do you love going outdoors anyway? But she really loves it because she's it's a new lease of life for her whenever we go on holidays, learning to ride a bike, never rode a bike mm. in her life. So the importance of your books, it's stuff that you don't even think of. When you just said at the start of the interview, there's all these puzzles, but the puzzles have elephants and giraffes and and all these different animals why don't we have them as wildlife and it's safe to say that you have carved the way <laughs> pardon the pun there carved the way the puzzle, um, with these wooden puzzles that now you've suddenly got competition there was no competition before really interesting I think it's like you should be so like aren't you proud of yourself to go hey there was no one around we disrupted an industry of wooden toys that's what you've done. You've disrupted an industry. Yeah. With everyone obviously being home and losing their jobs and in that point of, all right, what could I do? A lot of people started to do what I was doing. So okay. that's where it has really flooded the market now with what mm-hmm. we're doing. So we're lucky that we have a printer and an engraver so we can actually print colour pictures where a lot of people um, just have engraving machines. So keeping my ideas flowing is where I've extended into my books. And one benefit I can now do is actually offer my books with a resource. So I've still got the option to be able to do that and just have something that other people don't have, I suppose, that when they're offering it. So you've you've got that book and then you've also got a puzzle that the kids can do to then extension that Mm -hmm. way. Yeah. The one thing we talk about is what separates you from everybody else? What separates you? Because... You could say we have great customer service. Well, that's an opinion. It's not a fact. But what a fact is, is we were the first to create X, Y, Z. And if you can have that on your bio or on your website, this separates you because any industry is going to get disrupted. So ladies, just say to yourself, you know, what am I first at, best at? What am I the most boutique or the biggest or the largest or the smallest um a family run whatever it might be because that's what separates you with Leanne saying that she's now got the book she's an author one it increases the credibility and trust straight away so credibility and trust of 
the website of the person behind it. It gives that depth, but more importantly, it's another profit center. And in business, we want to make sure that we've got these other profit centers because if one goes down, we've got something else holding us up. So um, I just think your evolution in the last couple of years, Leanne, is absolutely outstanding. Didn't come from no hard work. You, you, <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't come from a lack of no effort. There was effort there and you started the momentum and then it was the right time. But that <laughs> right timing wouldn't have helped if you didn't make those first steps. If you didn't do those first steps... <laughs> And that's what people don't see is how much effort gets put in behind the scenes where mm. there's days that you just feel so exhausted that you just don't want to continue where you're having a bad day. And so many people just don't see that where people just go, oh, wow, this business looks great. They don't actually realize how much, how much time and effort goes in yeah. um, in the background and really keeping a real positive if you've got that hype on you want to start this business and you want to succeed, you have to keep that mindset because the moment you sit there and start rethinking your decisions, you've just undone yourself. Yeah, love it. How can we support you in this journey? You've got a few things launching at the moment. Um, take us through how we can support you and what's coming up. So we've just launched a new um, Discover Australian Flora and Fauna activity book. So this book is colouring in. It is activities. It's getting kids out into nature, like go find feathers and create. There's some art, um, art pieces in there for them to do. It's 50 pages of just packed fun but we just wanted to create something that was getting kids off devices getting them out discovering like there's one in there just cloud watching just laying down and looking at the clouds and what do you see so we've got some examples in there to to help the kids along with the journey and going on hunts to see what what they can find so there's some counting games there's some things in there that if you do have some bad weather as well and and me being obviously having five kids we go camping a lot too where I know my boys go out there and just the ball that they have just um, being out in nature so it's been very inspired on on what they do and I've also been a part of a new anthology called Think Limitlessly so that is my story of where I've gotten myself to by thinking limitlessly uh, and we have witnessed this today <laughs> we have witnessed this today now I do recall you saying that you have a little gift for the Herpreneur listeners yes I have a 15% discount with the coupon code of Herpreneur Beautiful. Love that, ladies. So we're going to have the links of everything that's been mentioned today on the show. Um, you can go check out the beautiful toys. We've got the books. You should see her books. They're stunning. There's one there where you're actually showing maybe it's your daughter. There's a girl lying down. I oh, know you've got five. Do you have five boys? I've got boys, yeah. Yeah, five boys. So, the one there where you've got a girl and she's lying down with this book. And it's such, it, it actually emotionally, because we buy emotionally, that for me as a mother, that is the photo that sold it. When I just looked at it, I went, oh, you could see the size. It's like the visualisation. You can see her lying there. Um, but the books are just gorgeous. The in illustrations, everything in them, they're, they're world-class. Thank you. We, we actually have a lot of people messages, even though they are children's books, just to say, I got so much out of this book that I didn't actually know. Um, and we've got another lady that messaged and she said, I've had this book for six months. She goes, I'm still reading it to my daughter yeah. every night when oh. she goes to bed. So we know those really type great. of books. I know those books. They're so um, good. 
but it's a child telling the story. So I think that's where it's very relatable um, to kids. Beautiful. Two pieces of advice. You went through a very rapid startup growth and scale stage in your business within two years. I think you've won um, the fastest growth that's been on the show. Um, piece of advice for a woman that is in her startup phase that you think, hey, if someone told me this piece of information, or if I just knew that or if I just did that, it'd really help me. And then a piece of advice for a woman that needs to scale or is about to scale. So someone at startup would be don't overthink. Like if you haven't had sales for a couple of days, it does just start to overthink. Should I run a sale? Should I do this? Like actually just keep sticking to your guns where there's a few times I like we're only human. I did come unstuck where mm-hmm. I'd stop believing in myself and things started to go backwards and you just get to a point where like, no, I have to keep on pushing through. And that's when things started to pick up. So really keeping that high energy with, with your business mm-hmm. and, just like um, promoting on social media, trying to get that huge big numbers quickly. It's not about that. It's about engaging yeah. with the with the customer. And can I just say the engaging with the customer? What you've even even how you explained that book then that was engaging with us as the listeners. Do you know just the story of because we you know what's the invisible sale is hearing stories of others and even with you sharing just the lady saying you know she's read it for six months and you're talking about it's you know it's like a child read it's a child doing the book and that there is so beautiful to share on social media because that is what you know it it grabs us it grabs our attention but um I love the first one don't ever think it just do it and you've we've witnessed that with you you know in your journey to do both do you being an author and actually um, into the puzzles? All right, for the scale stage, what would you say? What comes to you? So <laughs> Which I had, piece should I choose? She says. <laughs> I had someone say to me, um, "Where like, what, what do you want to do?" Like, so I'd say what I want to do, and then she said, "All right, think bigger." And I'm like, "All right," and then she goes, "All right, now think bigger again." So it's really okay. setting them goals as high as you can, so you're not just here and you're just jumping to that next stage actually Mm -hmm. get that projection that far ahead and then start taking those steps to then get to that we have not heard that on the show so I'm just going to get everyone just to sit just for a moment all right and I want you just to say if you're in the car now or wherever you're listening to it if you're listening to the podcast on a walk wherever you are I just want you to say what is my next goal all right and just say it out loud to yourself and then I want you to say think bigger and then see what comes because that is awesome. I do finish the show with this one question, Leanne. It is what's the one thing that you do that centers you, that makes you feel back to you? You've got everything going on. You're doing the juggling, you're doing the kids, you're doing the business, <laughs> you're left, right, and center. What is the one thing that you do that gets you away from your work? And you know, when you do it, it makes you the happiest version of you. What would it be? Not being guilty to take that time out. Mm. so if things just start to get like and and they do you you have really big weeks working long hours and get to a point where I can't I, I don't have time to take that time out that's what I used to do and then I'd get myself to a point where I was at burnout which is I did that last year mm-hmm. and surprised. now <laughs> and now I get to the point where I'm I can feel it I start I, I I'm not productive my list just gets longer 
I take time out and I literally sit, I have a chair beside my bed, I light my candle, sage my room and I will sit there from the time I've dropped my kids off to the time I pick them up and just listen to meditation music, journal oh, wow. and just get everything out of my head yeah, and yeah. it's the best way for me to keep on moving forward. That is awesome. Love it. Just allowing that space. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing your journey and just showing us what's possible. And there were so many golden nuggets in today's interview, Leanne. Um, wish you all the best. And we'll definitely have the code there to be able to share everyone so we can support you and also get some of your amazing goodies in our hands and, and share it with our children. Excellent. Thanks for having me. You're listening to The Herpreneur Show. I hope you received the inspirational idea, thought or message that you're meant to hear today. If you love the show, it means a bunch to me sending me a message on Facebook or on iTunes to rate and review the show and subscribe so you're the first to know when the next show's released. Until then, make sure you do something that fills up your level of happiness, something that lifts your vibration so high that you're the happiest person that you know. I'm out.